everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Kick-Ass Career Conversations with Louise, me, and Kim. Me. Not me. <laughs> and Mackenzie. Hi. <laughs> hey, Mackenzie. Welcome. Thank you for having me. We so are so good. glad you're here. Um, we're going to learn all about you in just a little bit, but we start off every episode by talking about what we're celebrating this week. So ladies, what are we celebrating? Well, for me, not necessarily business-wise, but my kid's going to camp next week, and I'm so excited, <laughs> first off, like, so excited. Um, and business-wise, I, you know, coming into the summer with the kids off school, it's been kind of hectic, but I've still, like, you know, small wins. I've been able to, like, maintain everything that I wanted to, which is awesome. Nothing's, like, falling back, so. That's fantastic. <laughs> Small wins are big wins in my book. For sure. <clears throat> yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'm leaning into gratitude today and this week. Um, just being um, uh, impacted by a tragic accident that happened uh, here in Manitoba uh, recently uh, just made me pause and stop and think about uh, who in my life I haven't uh, reached out and touched in a while. Um, we just never know when things like that are going to happen. And um, yeah, it just made me think about those folks who are near and far um, that are, that I want to let them know that they're near in my thoughts and near in my heart. Um, because I, I, we just don't do that enough. Uh, I think for me, especially, right, we get busy and we have our own lives and, and that's all, that's all great. Um, and when we can pause and just, just remember, uh, right, who those supports are and, and let them know the role they play in our lives, um, I think is really important. So I'm just leaning into that today. Mm, yeah, that, and it, it, it truly was tragic what happened. Um, so and it's so interesting to me because I feel like during the pandemic, a lot of people were saying that, wow, I right, because it was all of a sudden the whole world, we were all facing um, the unknown. And so we started reaching out to people we hadn't talked to in a long time. And a lot of us actually felt closer, even though we were physically distanced from each other. Um, and how easy it has been to slip back into the not staying as connected. Um, and yeah, I, I mean, I hear you with that on the gratitude for the people, um, in, in our lives. It's a huge thing. Huge yeah, thing. Absolutely. Um, I'm celebrating my husband's home and I'm leaving tomorrow. <laughs> Two separate things. <laughs> One, I'm excited because right, he travels a lot. So I'm thrilled that my husband's home and I actually get to see him for a day. Two, I'm celebrating that I am on my way to my first in-person business-related um, event this weekend um, in New York City. So I'm super excited that I'm going to be able to see people that I've only ever met virtually um, and be focusing on my business in a way that energetically that I haven't had an opportunity to do because I either do it by myself or I'm doing it with people virtually. So being able to connect over business things in a um, in a in-person, in a non-virtual way feels really exciting for me. So kind of like that, that connection thing that we were just talking yeah. about. Yeah. And the last time you did a business related, uh, in-person event. Yeah. You I were there. That. Yeah. 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 Yeah, absolutely. I mean, 
I guess when you came to visit, that wasn't business. It was business related, but it wasn't business related. The first time. <laughs> I still have to get to Winnipeg. Okay, I digress. Mackenzie, yeah. let's let the world about the world. Oh my gosh. This is why we go live. So we can see how much Kim can say things too fast that don't make sense. Let's let the world know all about you, shall we? So this is where we got the title for today's uh, episode, by the way. Mackenzie Armstrong is a former educator turned Pinterest strategist. In the words, and this is in her bio, she wrote it, I did not. In the words of Johnny from Dirty Dancing, nobody puts baby in a corner. Instead of being the best kept secret with hidden content in the corners of your website and social accounts, Mackenzie teaches coaches and entrepreneurs with blogs and podcasts to fill their audience with ideal clients using Pinterest. She believes that Pinterest is an underutilized strategy for most businesses, especially coaches and podcasters. Feel relieved and confident using content you've already got and everything you create in the future to reach the right people without spending all of your time posting. I know at least one of us is going to be following up with you after today's conversation. Um, <laughs> welcome, Mackenzie. Uh, I'm really excited to get to know you a little bit more today and really kind of dive into like like the this career journey that you've been on uh, a little bit like a right that crayon on a on a piece of paper uh, we don't often think oh educator oh pinterest strategist like that seems so logical not at all right. um tell tell us a little bit about like what that journey's been like for you what your career like how did you get to where you are for sure so um i i was an elementary education teacher and i loved it um, but when I had my first kiddo, I was like, I can't give 110% at home and 110% in the classroom. And that was not okay with me. They both deserve that. So I picked staying at home with my kiddo. And that's what led me to like, I've always been afraid uh, or not always. So before, you know, that all oh, I was afraid to like, do anything online, you know, because it's like, uncharted territory for me, you know, working the nine to five or seven to three, if you will. Um, <clears throat> so I started teaching kids English. I started teaching um, Chinese students English using online. So, but the hours were ridiculous. Like I was working from 4.30 in the morning till 7 a.m. and then working midnight to to, or I was working from eight to midnight. So like I was only having a small fraction of a window to sleep with a toddler at home. So I dove into being, becoming a virtual assistant and then quickly learned that I did not like social media. I did not like being on Facebook. I did not like being on Instagram. So that's what led me to Pinterest. I really liked that Pinterest is contrary to popular belief. It isn't social media. It's a search engine. And I loved that it had a creative element to it to where I'm making beautiful graphics to send out to, to show, to showcase people's work, as well as really leaning into that SEO and those keywords to help draw in the, the people that are actively searching for you. So it's not like throwing spaghetti at the wall, like, oh, I'm hoping my Facebook or Instagram post is seeing the people that I wanted to see or that I want to see it. But it's actually like people are actively searching for that content and I'm able to reach them through those keywords, which is what I absolutely love about Pinterest. 
what what is it what was it what is it i guess because it's still active what is it about what you were doing in elementary school as a as a teacher that like that your thread that you pull through what makes you good at that job and good at this job too so be, being an elementary teacher you really have to like dive into each student individually and see how they learn so and that's how that's what I apply to Pinterest like not every person is drawn to the same aesthetic so they might like different types of graphics or they might use different keywords so I'm really able to dive into my clients um, audience of what they like and how they speak and really kind of depict that through the pin graphics and the, the SEO, because um, like I always tell my, my clients, you know, you know, all the jargon about your niche, but your audience that might not necessarily be using that, those words. So you really need to dive deep into that. And then that way I can utilize that within, you can utilize that in your content as well as utilize that within the SEO of how people are searching for that content. So just really being able to dive into like each person is different and you can grab people's attention and different groups of people's attention with the visuals that you put on Pinterest. So I love Pinterest for how I use Pinterest. And so, and I, I use it for like decor and fashion yep. and cooking, for sure. but I would never think to use it honestly for my business um, because I don't think my clients would be searching like, cause to me, I only search for like what boots are cool this season. I probably none in the middle of summer, but like, what is it about Pinterest and the business sector that, that works together? So, and after, after our show, I, I suggested everybody take your niche and go on a Pinterest and I want you to just search what you talk about in your content and you will be baffled about what's on there. So especially post COVID, everybody was like an, Oh shit. I don't know what I'm going to do with myself. Like, I don't know if I have a job next week for COVID, you know what I mean? Like I need to create money on the side just to be able to sustain the, the crazy inflation that's going on, you know? So a lot of businesses have a lot of business aspects have been put on Pinterest and it was there before, but it's really amped up after post COVID um, because people are searching. So like you can go on and search, you know, your normal like DIY recipes, but there's mindset, there's mindfulness, there's wellness, there's marketing, there's, you know, business strategy, there's Pinterest strategy, there's social media, all of that type of content is on Pinterest and it's searchable. So like, and think about like, have you ever searched anything on Google and then your Pinterest pins have popped up in your Google search? Mm -hmm. So that's also a way to get people to your content on Pinterest is through, it helps you um, rank better on Pinterest or on Google. Um, but it's all like, it's all cohesive. So 400 and a new stat just came out 463 million people visit Pinterest monthly worldwide. So they're not all just there for recipes and DIY and, you know, nurseries and don't get me wrong. I use it for that as well. Like I I'm always on there looking for recipes and, you know, birthday ideas, but there is so much more out there that is untapped. And that's awesome because, and also, you know, 
primarily before when Pinterest first started, it was primarily female based, but now it's really getting to be a 60-40. So it's almost even keel with men and women using Pinterest to find their information because Pinterest is all about inspiring people to do whatever you're wanting to do. So whatever topic you're looking to divulge in in your life, it's going to be there to help you. And the thing that I absolutely love about Pinterest is that it it's the platform. It's okay with you leaving the platform. It doesn't want you to stay there. Like you create a pin to physically link to your website or to your piece of content. So it's wanting you to leave the platform and get the information that you're wanting. That's going to help you and inspire you to do whatever you're looking to do. So I just find that that's super refreshing in, you know, this, the atmosphere of the online of where they solely want you to stay on the platform. But Pinterest is like, Pinterest wants you to stay and hang out and look around, but they're cool with you going next door to the website because they want you to find the information that you're looking for. Hmm. So interesting. Yeah. So, so that's why Pinterest, I'm really curious, Mackenzie, like why entrepreneurship? Why, why not when you were looking to, you know, bring some money in the door. Why not? Why not go back to work? So I have three kiddos now. So that's part of that. I just had a, um, I have a seven month old as well. So I've consistently every three years I've had a child. Um, but, but like, I've always wanted to be an entrepreneur and I let, you know, society kind of like dictate that you need to have that nine to five, like that nine to five culture, you know, but you know, when I was 10 years old, I was the kid up front in my yard selling candy so I can buy a bike for the summer, you know, so I've always wanted to have some some type of entrepreneurial ad- adventure in my life. And to be honest, I really love that I can be home with my kids and still bring in money to the household and contribute, you know, and, and be able to like send my kid to the schools that I want to send them to and stuff like that, just because I'm able to to do both. And I think that that was something that was in like my generation, something that was either one or the other, you're either a career woman or you're a mom. And now I think that that's really kind of blended together nicely to where you can have the best of both worlds. Yeah. And so I read it in your profile. We named this episode after it, this idea of nobody puts baby in a corner, right? I would like to actually expand it because I get it in the context of Pinterest, like be found. Um, but I'm, I, I'm curious in terms of your entrepreneurial journey, journey, as well as kind of how we set ourselves up in the world. How do we see that we keep ourselves in a corner, that we keep ourselves as the best kept secret because we're not showing up in unique places? Like, what are your thoughts on that? So like, I really feel like, you know, when I first started my my own business, it was all about being on social media. And yes, I feel like social media is a great avenue. They're always about be on social media, put out your blog post. But then what do you do with it after? It just kind of sits there on your website or it gets buried in the feed. And that's like, like, why not find every avenue you can to put your content on to be found by your ideal audience? Because, you know... I might be dive, I might be like, you know, spending a whole bunch of time on Facebook, but my people aren't there, you know, and, and so by putting yourself out into different avenues, I think that that really helps you, you know, the people are able to find you, 
that, that are actively searching for you. Um, and then I also feel like, you know, why not? Like with Pinterest and like Pinterest is a free, it's a free platform for you to house your content and why not put it there? Like, I don't, you know, but I, and I feel like, you know, I'm not saying Pinterest, I'm, I don't want to shove Pinterest down everybody's throat, but like, you know, if it feels good for you, then do it. Like, don't, don't limit yourself to what society or what, you know, the, the business gurus are telling you that you should be doing and where you should be focusing your time. Yeah. Kim and I, we talk a lot about that, the shitting, right? Like we shit on ourselves and others shit on us too. Um, and we feel like we have to do something a certain way, um, both in business and professionally for those, right. Who, who do stay, um, in corporate and, and in, in jobs and jobs, um, it, it, we often think that there's this pre-designed way that we need to work or that we need to show up. And that's just not true. Um, you said something about um, getting buried in the feed. And I see that happen, like even with my clients, when we're talking about how to step up or step into being their best selves or being seen at work um, for the work that they're doing. Um, it is very easy uh, for us to get buried in all of the noise, in all of the shoulds, in all of the things that are going on, regardless of, of where we are in our careers. Um, I think it's it happens a lot in all kinds of places. And like, I really feel like, you know, like they say the squeaky wheel gets the, gets the grease, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like people just think that they can put their content out there and like, it's going to be found. But, you know, you have to put the you have to shout it from the rooftops of what you're talking about and really put it out there. And to be honest, like in a lot, I feel like a lot of like the business gurus are like, make content, make content, make content. But if it's not being seen, what's, what's the point of making all the content if it's just going to sit there, you know? So if you can find a place, you know, to, to put it or, you know, find your, you know, I really love the aspect of like, um, having like business partners, like just, you know, like, like referral partners where like they can boost you up, you know, you can, you, you can lean on their, their audience and they can lean on yours and you can really make a cohesive like business space where you're bringing useful content for everyone. And then you can be found and you can be seen and you can be heard and, and not just do it the way everybody else says you should by just, you know, creating it and letting it go. So mm -hmm. So interesting because we were just having this conversation in my accelerator program um, earlier today. Because what what's coming to mind is this idea of obligation. I'm I'm obliged to create something. I'm obliged. I should show up and do something in my job. Um, this is how I need to respond. I'm obliged. I'm obliged. I'm obliged. And that um, I know Louise and I in a different context had a conversation about that word obligation and how heavy that can feel. And when we operate from a place of obligation, we are putting ourselves in a corner. We're keeping ourselves closed off from all the potential and all the opportunities that are out there in different ways and the possibility um, of that can exist in something that is different than what we maybe think we should or that we're obligated to do. Um, yeah, it's so interesting to think about. I mean, you're specifically talking about content and yet it is so resonant to all these different areas um, of our lives, our work and our businesses.
Because, you know, like I, I started my own business so I could do what I wanted to do. And, you know, I don't want to have to conform to what the business world is saying that I should be doing. You know, I want to be able to pave my own path and find what works for me because, you know, I'm not the same as my neighbor. So what works for them might not work for me. So I really technically shouldn't be feeling obligated to follow that route if it's not going to be that it's not it's not going to benefit me it's not going to it's going to make me feel shitty in, in some in some way either in my business or my like keep like you know the business family uh equilibrium you know so it's like why why conform oh, so. you're my people why conform <laughs> <laughs> yeah why conform why why do we always feel this need to think that just because it's been done this way before it's the only way to do it yes there is evidence that shows that something is successful but it doesn't take into consideration all of the different elements that that are unique to you to to your job to how you show up as a person to your energy to how you want to create this business in the world um so i feel like we we so often feel like we need to just do just show up um, because it worked for others. So it's got to work for us. And I just for don't, sure. I don't think that that's right. And to be honest, you know, my, my vision of success might not be the same vision as yours. So it can't be, it can't be the same. Not every person should have the same journey. And that's kind of what makes it like, you know, business fun. It's different. It's not like cookie cutter. And they want that. That's why I left my normal nine to five job is so that way it wasn't cookie cutter and I wasn't doing the same thing every day. So. Yeah. I hear so much too. Like, like what's the right thing to do, right? Like what's the right working with leaders, senior leaders and big organizations. And they're like, you know, I want to, I want to be better. I want to be a better leader. Tell me what the right thing to do is. And it's like, mm, no, <laughs> right? like, I'm not going to tell you anything. Uh, what we're going to do is we're going to find out what the right thing for you to do in that situation uh, and lean into this whole idea of like, how do we authentically create a unique path for ourselves? Uh, we default so often to say, I want to know the right way because there's, that's the, uh, that's the destination I want. So there must be a path to get there. Mm -hmm. um, and so we look for it and we can scour the internet. We can, right. But we're looking for just that path and it's not a path. There are many ways to get where we need to go. Right. Much like, like it's not a, a career is not a straight line and neither is leadership. Um, neither is entrepreneurship. It, it, none of it is straight. It's messy, it's curvy, it's scribbly. Um, and when we can understand that, I think we can get so much farther, so much faster uh, with just leaning into that. For sure. And like, not to be like, you know, movie quote over here, but like, you know, like if you build it, they will come. Your people will find you. You know what I mean? Like if you put yourself out there and you, you pave your own path, you pave your own way, you're going, your people will find you. So like, you know, um all about the you build it and they will they will find you i promise it might not be today it might not be tomorrow but they will find you so and while i wholeheartedly agree with that i do know some people that are listening 
are like, yeah, it's easy because you've been doing this and my people aren't showing up or I can't find the right job connection or I've, you know, the, I have too many options in front of me. Like, how do I even have a sense of what I can do? Because I don't know, maybe I'm going to screw this up. Maybe I don't really know what I'm doing. I'm going to do it wrong. What do we, what do we help that? How do we help them get to that place of understanding? Just take the steps. Like, yeah, you just gotta it do it. It feels so far. Yeah. You just have to, you know, like pick a path and, you know, try it out for a little bit. And if it doesn't work, then deviate. Like you can always change up what you're doing. It's not like what, it's not like every decision you make is set in stone. So like, like for me personally, I started out as a virtual assistant hated social media because that's what all my clients wanted me to do. So I deviated. I found something, a parallel path to that, to, of, of Pinterest, but I, I, I made, I made the jump. You know what I mean? You just gotta, you know, pull your bootstraps up and jump and just kind of go for it. And, you know, if you're like for your marketing, if you're leaning into say LinkedIn and it's not working for you, give it a couple months and then try something different. That's, that's the point of like entrepreneurship is like, you can, you do you, you change it up, you figure it out. Like, but what is that thing? Right. Cause you just jump, you just do it. You do the. Th what is that thing that allows you to just jump and do the thing? Well, for me personally, like, mm -hmm. you know, I, I don't want to be complete. Like I don't be stuck. I don't be complacent. Like I don't want to go back to my nine to five job. Cause that's always there. I can always go back to teaching if I wanted to, but I would prefer to move forward. I, I, to prefer, I'd prefer to keep moving my business forward and not having to go back. I guess it's a, it's a backup, but, and I think that that's also another thing is I also gave it to like, made myself not think of it as a backup, even though, yes, I still can go back to teaching, but like, I don't want to. So I, I took it off the table. Like, that's not something that I want to do. I don't want to go back and deal with the politics of teaching. Like, yes, I love my students, but I'm not, I'm not here for the administration part of it. Like, I'm not here to, 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 you know, have to, to, to answer to all those other people that have nothing to do with my classroom, you know? So I took it off the table. So there's nowhere up to go. There's nowhere else to go, but up. Mm -hmm. So you just gotta, you, you have to, I don't want to say you want to limit yourself, but in a mindset aspect, you want to limit your, your options to where you're forcing yourself to move forward. You're propelling yourself. It's closing that door. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. It's just closing, the, but it's still a door and it's a door that works. It's just closed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because I don't want to be back in a classroom. So that's not an option for me. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, we kind of like need a safety net and then, and then we can use that safety net to say, yeah, but no. Right. Like mm -hmm. I, I got it, but yeah, but no, uh, I did the same thing when I started my business. I, I never thought I was going to be an entrepreneur. I like, I have none of that in my blood. I don't know anybody that's done that. It was like, I'm an accidental entrepreneur um, because I did not want to work for anyone else. And so what are your other options? Um, that one entrepreneurship. Mm -hmm. um, but it was always interesting to me to say, like, I, I do, I can always go down the street and I can always get a job at the grocery store if they're always going to pay me. Um, I always have that option. And there's no way in hell I want to do that. Um, right. And so it's really interesting. It's like there's a safety net and yet it's also a door, right? Like mm -hmm. it, it can be both and it can be very, um, 
uh, motivating in a secure kind of way to have that. Mm -hmm. Um, Like I can go there, but I don't want to. So I got to make this work. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Kim, when you were talking, um, I was reminded, I wrote down this quote um, from Pat Flynn. So I follow Pat and I'm uh, involved in his his entrepreneurial groups uh, and things like that. And um, he said something in a newsletter and I wrote it down. I thought it was just like perfect for, for today. And, and it really is about like, how do we understand, like, how do we move forward? Like, is it just a step or, or what is that? And, and, and this is kind of cool that he said in the area of my life where I want growth, I go towards the uncomfortable because the obstacle is the way and I'm like, yeah, it is. We have to think we have to go around it when it's it, that's the beacon that's telling us where to go. All right. Then- so pulled this card today from my group, Ganesha. So if you know anything about Ganesha, I just this is relevant, totally relevant to what you just shared. Clearing away the obstacles. Ganesha, one of the worship, most worshipped deities in the Hindu pantheon, has shown up in your reading as an omen of good fortune. Whatever has thwarted your progress or prevented you from moving forward will soon be resolved. An obstacle is cleared and you are free to move on. Your plans are able to now come to fruition. Know that everything happens for a reason. The blockages you have faced were in fact a blessing in disguise, an act of divine intervention. Timing and circumstances were previously not favorable and your efforts would only have ended in disappointment and failure. The path is now clear and the timing is right. Your stars are in alignment. So what's so fascinating is it's, it's the blockages that we, we try so hard to not come up against them, to not like, it's like, Ooh, I'm, I, this is in my way. So I have to either push really hard on it to get out of my way or I have to figure something out instead of just saying, what is that block trying to show us? Is it trying to show us another path? Is it trying to show us that there's something else here for us to learn so we can move forward? Right? So when you're in this nine to five, that's not working for you, what isn't working for you? Right? What's not working for you is, is having to have other people have say on how you are working with the children, which is the passion, right? This is a teacher's passion is to work with the children, to provide education to the children and to have people thwarting that and to prevent you from being able to do that work. Yeah, you could stay in it. That's a choice. Absolutely stay in it and continue to fight and say, no, these are this is how I'm going to teach. Or you can say, meh, I'm not going to fight that because that is not how I am best serving in the world right now. But yeah, that crunchiness around the obstacle when we face it and we feel like it's like this horrible thing. And yet that is our lesson. And the, the obstacle is the thing. Yeah. And I like that. Like, this is you, the way. <laughs> like when that obstacle arises, you know, it kind of gives you a, it like gets you out of your normal routine of things and it lets you stop and think like, okay, so like for me, like I had an obstacle this summer and I'm like, well, I'm going to continue what I'm doing, but I'm also going to branch off here and do something else as well. I'm going to create a course, you know what I mean? So where I can better serve people that might not be ready to work with me, like one-on-one. So like, it kind of helps like put things in perspective of like, okay, so this is working and this is not. So what needs to change and how am I going to change it? How am I going to overcome that obstacle? How am I going to 
make my situation better, which I think is a great because, you know, in being an entrepreneur, you, you, you're going, you're go, 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 go in your business. And it kind of is refreshing to have that time. I mean, even though it kind of sucks, you know, you have an obstacle in your way, but like, it gives you that time to like, kind of like take a step back and reevaluate, like, where can I grow in this aspect? Um, the, the, the topic of our episode, right? Nobody puts baby in a corner. I almost feel like it's us that puts ourselves in a corner, right? And, and we do that. I mean, cause we see that obstacle and we go, oh no, not that one. I'm going to go. Oh no, not that one. I'm going to go here. And then before we know it, there's, there's nowhere else to go because we are not tackling those obstacles. We're not using them as the sign that they are. We're just staying in our own comfort zones. We're just staying small and we're, we're putting ourselves in a corner. Um, so, yeah. So like nobody is us and, and we do that to ourselves. We box ourselves in all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We keep ourselves from being able to move forward because we're thinking these thoughts, we're telling ourselves these stories and that, right, that becomes this emotional trauma for us that we just keep playing over and over again. I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough. I'm, I'm not worthy enough. I, I'm not able to, I can't, I can't overcome this. The world is against me. Right? We have this narrative that keeps us in a corner and keeps us from being the, the whoever it is that we are meant to be. For sure. Love it. For sure. Love it. Well, there we go. We wrapped that up. <laughs> Check. Check. <laughs> so, so what is, what, what are our takeaways, right? This was, this has been a really juicy conversation when we, when we come from this place of nobody puts baby in a corner, how to not be the, the best kept secret in whatever industry you're in. And we come through it in this really interesting kind of thready way. What are our takeaways? What are our golden nuggets here? Don't limit yourself. Don't, don't try to overcome that limiting or more so like being able to really recognize that you have that limiting belief in yourself and, and just be, that's like like the first step is that you're like, no, this is me telling me I can't do this. This is not anybody else. Cause nobody else, I hate to say it, but nobody else cares. Like, <laughs> So like only you are the one that's like stopping yourself. So being able to, I think, pinpoint that aspect of things, I think that that's like super beneficial for your, your business and in even in life in general. So. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'm going to go back uh, Mackenzie to something you said earlier around like getting buried in the feed, getting buried in the noise. Um, that really resonated with me. And, and, you know, I have this hate, hate relationship with social media too. And so um, it's really interesting to think about like um, how in all kinds of places um, we get buried in the noise and, and the shooting and all of those things. Um, And yet there's a way through that. Um, And, and how do we not bury ourselves in, in some of that noise and, and not put ourselves in that corner. So I love that uh, part of the conversation today. Well, I love the whole conversation, but that's what stuck out for me. And mine was when you brought up Pat Flynn's quote about obstacles, right? It, it, the obstacle is the way. It is the way. It, it, and I think what we sometimes misinterpret that to mean is that when things get hard, we have to push through. An obstacle doesn't, an obstacle isn't necessarily comfortable. 
But an obstacle also doesn't mean to be need to be painful. And I think understanding what the obstacle is teaching us, showing us, guiding us, it is the way. It's the way through, around, to you know, disintegrate it, blow it up, whatever needs to happen. Um, put it in our pocket. The obstacle may be something we carry with us. We have to shrink it down so it's not too heavy. Um, yeah, really thinking about those obstacles and how much of those obstacles are things that we're creating for ourselves because of circumstances outside of ourselves very often, but we create them for ourselves. I love that. Um, and what a fantastic segue into next week. Yeah, it is. Do you remember <laughs> what we're talking about? I do for once. Um, I <laughs> pay attention. Turning obstacles into opportunities uh, with Kylie Travers. Uh, it's going to be a fantastic conversation uh, with her uh, all the way from Sydney, Australia. So uh, really looking forward to that episode. Absolutely. It's going to be a good one. Mackenzie, where can people find you in the world if they want to learn more about Pinterest or to just connect with you for any other reason? For sure. So um, you can find me on my website, armstrongvirtualsolutions.com. And then you can also find me on LinkedIn. I spend most of my time there. It's, I feel like the less, That's the least. That's kind of funny so to hear. No, hold well, on. The least Wait, social media of it. Like, no, yeah, I know. It's crazy. But like, to be honest, <laughs> like, I don't want to see people's food. Like, I don't want to see people. Like, okay, okay, look, I love everybody. Like, I'm cool with knowing about your life. But like, I don't, I don't want all the fluff. I just want like. I'm there for business and that's where I want to go. <laughs> that's the least fluffiest place. So I know. I want the fluff and the fairy dust and the like, yeah, I, and it's not, I don't only want that. I want the substance as well. And the thing is for me, it is holistic. And so having the fluff and the fairy dust along with the business stuff makes me feel more connected. And that's what I love is that there are so many different, ways that people can find their people, right? For sure. Because yeah. I, I want to see your kids dancing in their ballet recitals and see you dressed up for Pride <laughs> Parade and see, like, I want to see that because then I know I want to be with you. Mm -hmm. so, I, I'm see, with Mackenzie, so. Like, I'm like, I have enough, I have enough fluff at home with three, three girls running around. I got enough, I got enough glitter up the wazoo. Okay? <laughs> I just, I just, I just want to like, focus on business wise and like you know that like I mean don't get me wrong I do I am on Facebook and Instagram you know and I do get sucked into the scroll but I'm like checked out at that point like I'm not business I'm not business focused at that point but so you can find me on LinkedIn <laughs> and Pinterest hopefully oh, yeah. yes Pinterest. <laughs> lovely Mackenzie thanks so much for dropping by today uh what a great conversation uh you and I will connect um and we will have a chat about uh Pinterest for business uh so thanks so much for uh for being here I really appreciate you thank you so much for having me I appreciate you too even though you don't like the fluff and you have enough glitter <laughs> <laughs> but I do look forward to continuing to stay connected and and finding ways to um amplify the work that we're doing in the world right absolutely so Thank you, everybody else, for dropping in, whether you're joining us live or on the replay. I didn't say Memorex that time, so I guess I'm growing up now. Um, I don't know. So we will see you next week with Kylie from Australia. And until then, have a good one, everyone. Take care. Bye for now.